Good morning, Tamson. How you doing? Oh, I've got some. I've got some big things for my word. So I'm excited for that. Oh, great! Y'all got share it with all of us. We want to hear oh, about it. Oh, no doubt. Great, super. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to see you today, Mark. Want to pick your brain along with everybody else? And Courtney, great to see you. Great to see you too. Hello, everyone. We've missed you. Yeah, it's been kind of a crazy few weeks. I feel like I've had a conflict like every every time this is happening. So it's good to be back. Great. We we always love your insights. Life is yes. busy. That is for sure. I feel like we all, yeah, we probably could all have a separate session on just like, how's everybody doing? How busy is everyone right now? <laughs> Most definitely. So where are you today, Mako? Are you doing anything exciting? You always have some fun things going on. I am in Seattle. I am sitting in sweatpants and I'm about to ready to watch like nine hours of Ozark. Oh, all right. A little relaxation. Oh my gosh. I got three episodes in last Don't. night. It was so, so good. Don't spoil it. I'll say nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I've been, it, it was a crazy week. First week of like partner meetings all week. And then I got to travel next week. And then I'm back for a few days and I got to travel again. It's crazy. Well, well-deserved uh, day of rest and just sitting in your sweatpants and kicking back. This is the way. This is the way. Yeah, yep. it's uh, it's really funny because I agree with you, Mako. It's like I've, I've had gone into the office. I actually went to the office every day last week and I've been to the office a couple days the last couple of weeks and i definitely am looking forward to next week spending a little bit more time working from home again <laughs> so it's like you gotta like <clears throat> figure out that balance that fine line of this now shifting to being very used to working from home to being back in the office well the, the nice thing for me it's like i got like two three weeks of this then i probably won't have to travel again till september so it's you know, I like that's good. Yeah, that's and that's nice. also good for your that's house, nice. so you can go check out your island more frequently too. The weather probably be perfect in summer. It's I didn't plan that, not at all. <laughs> well, conveniently, somehow that seemed to align and work out really well. Most definitely. All right, um, I I know we're getting we're about two minutes into the session and we have some some great content today. I think everyone's going to hopefully really enjoy this and I want to get us going. So I will go out and probably uh, invite others to to join this really good discussion today. And I'd encourage uh, the rest of you to do the same. Uh, but let me go ahead and get us going here. So um, this is the official Learning to Lead Clubhouse, and we meet every Saturday morning at, and I'm trying to get this music to be quiet so I, we don't have the interruption there. <clears throat> okay. Uh, we meet every Saturday morning from 9.30 to 10.30 Pacific Standard Time, and this is a clubhouse where that we created as a forum where we can talk about all things leadership, both challenges, achievements, and all the stuff in between. Um, and there's leaders of all levels and industries that join this conversation, bringing a broad diversity of experience and perspectives. It's designed for uh, entry-level leaders as well as seasoned executives where we can all share our sage advice, our resources, our tips, challenges, and experiences. 
Um, so a few housekeeping, I like, always like to go through this as we are an official learning to lead clubhouse. So we would ask that you, uh, join the club and also, uh, I mean, follow the club or join the club. And also you will get regular notifications of topics and information and how to access our recaps and our, um, replays. And we also uh, encourage you to invite other leaders who might benefit from these conversations. That's what it's all about and also uh, share the room with others. Uh, there is a box at the bottom of your screen that has a little arrow going up. And if you click on that, you can invite others to follow you in Clubhouse. And the other thing that you can do is you can share this room on Clubhouse, like right now, where you can send it out right now with maybe some words about come join this, you know, come learn about this, whatever you say, something uh, that really impacts you about the room and it'll shoot it out to everybody who follows you. And we may be able to draw others in that may enjoyed this conversation. Um, we, have, we welcome everybody who's on the stage uh, and we appreciate you guys coming up to share your insights. You can also communicate with us in several ways. There's a direct message. There's also a couple features here on Clubhouse where you can, uh, there's a chat feature on the bottom left that you can chat with us. And there's also a little kite on the right at the bottom as well that you can um, send messages to us or reach out to us um, through Substack. Um, so don't don't miss our the opportunity to hear our to see our recaps and also our replays. Uh, these we post on LinkedIn and also on our Substack website, so you can listen to a recording if you miss one of the sessions. Um, and and I'll also I encourage everybody to uh, look at Substack, our Substack, and perhaps even subscribing to that so you can stay in touch and again in, and be able to access all of the information. So I'm going to turn it over to Kelly now so we can get going. Thank you. I just appreciate the, the round out. And yeah, we do show the replays of this. So we, we kind of go through that information to make sure anybody who listens to it after the fact uh, gets up to speed. And on the Substack, we also do when random things come up in this conversation, which they always do, we will always include those resources uh, in the Substack. So with that, we have a lot of content today and we're specifically focusing on this idea of what does success mean? How do you invest in success for yourself, define it, and then nurture it over time? Because sometimes, you know, big goals take time. So we're going to dig into a lot of this. It's been a concept that's come up in past conversations, but excited to kind of dig into this again. Um, and very timely, I was having a lot of conversations last week, very much about this topic. So I'm excited to get in, but before we do that, I'm big believer in looking back, being present, practicing self-awareness, which means sometimes checking in with ourselves, seeing how things are going, how we are doing. And within this group, we do that with our word of the week. What is one word that kind of summarizes how your week went? So I'm going to round table and I would love to hear how everyone's been doing. So I'll start with Tamson. Good morning. Good morning, Kelly. Um, my word is elated. I was offered and accepted a role as a senior technical product manager in my company with a pay raise. So I can't get any better than that right now. So that's where I'm at. I will be dropping off because I'll be traveling shortly. So, but I want to listen to all the words first before I go. Congratulations. Fantastic. Congratulations. Woo. So exciting. Love that. Mako. Wow. Um, I guess I should have been prepared. I don't know. What was my word of the week? Uh, caffeine. I had a lot of caffeine this week. That works. 
there's a lot of ways we can unpack what that means, but you know, I, I relate. I totally am with well, you. I had a lot of caffeine last week as well. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I had meetings at Amazon and I had meetings at Microsoft and like they got these baristas there and there's no charge for coffee. So like, I don't know how many cappuccinos I had. I, I mean, probably a hundred. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I do like me a good cappuccino, so I can I can relate. Yeah, again, we're gonna have to have our coffee chat clubhouse as well. Courtney. Courtney, if you're oh there you are. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I couldn't come off mute. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna pick persistence. I, I had a week of lots of uh uh examples of trying to get kind of knocked off course. And so I think the uh sticking to your values and your principles and being persistent. So many is persistent. Fantastic. That's a great word. And I can totally relate with everything you just said as well. Mark, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm going to go with recharged. Um, I had yeah, a pretty crummy week, week or a couple of weeks there, not the best headspace. So took the kids and headed out to the desert for a few days unplugged. Uh, which was really nice. So coming back, feel definitely in a better headspace. And, and you, better. you didn't leave them there, did you? Uh, that's why it's so great right now. They're still there. <laughs> they all made it back. <laughs> yeah, no, it's and it's good. And I, I appreciate you sharing that. You know, Mark, and again, part of this checking in with ourselves is, you know, we have we have good good days and bad days, and I think it's that that openness that from the outside it might be oh everything is just great, it's, everything is awesome all the time. But, you know, things happen. Sometimes it's it can be really challenging. And so it's the reminder of taking the time, change of scenery, unplugging for a minute can really be powerful and helping us, you know, I love that, you know, recharge, re reposition ourselves to come back and see with a different perspective. Chad, good morning. Good morning. Uh, my word over the last several weeks, which is going to be my word today, too, is change. And it's because... A couple weeks ago, I started a new VP of Finance role, and it's been a little chaotic and fun. But you know, it's it's I'm getting to leverage a lot of the things I learned in this room. Wonderful, yes, embracing embracing the challenge and embracing the change. It's definitely a part of life. Melissa, good morning. Hi, Kelly. Good morning. Uh, it was a really busy week with a lot of meetings, so I'm gonna say engaging engage uh, uh, just because of the amount of work that it was a pretty good week at the end. Great to hear. I'm Rita. Good morning. Good morning, Damson. Congratulations. Um, my word for the week would be croissant. Um, I had those uh, five days in a row. I still cannot get enough of those. I'm hoping um, today uh, I'll have those again, but uh, would be the last for the month. Yeah, totally, totally get that as well. Tamara. Uh, you know, I really uh, wasn't sure which word I wanted to settle on. So I'll just say uh, excitement. Um, I've just, there's been a lot going on this week and I had a, an interesting job opportunity come my way that I'm looking at, which puts me back into um into an into a situation where I'd rather be than where I am right now without saying a lot more, but um, I'm looking forward to that. And then also just been, um, you know, getting get, getting more uh, intense about, you know, not intense, but I, you know, yeah, I need some caffeine, Mako. I need some caffeine like you do. Anyway, um, 
just doing some really fun things, getting out there and enjoying life. Yeah, it's wonderful. And I, I think, again, it's like, you know, always embracing those again, the journey, there's always changes. Um, I would, I would say for my word of the week, I probably would say feedback. Um, I had a really busy, busy, busy week. So I could choose a lot of different words and I resonate with a lot of the words that y'all have chosen um, this week as well. But, you know, I ended my week with a, a, you know, very open and honest conversation with some of my team members about, you know, what was working, what was not and how the team's doing. And it was a really good reminder to me about the importance of being open to receiving feedback as well and hearing what's going on and not not getting to a point where you know either everything is great or you're really only focused on feedback from your leader and you're not really listening to others around you i think it's a really important concept for leadership is welcoming that feedback and sometimes unsolicited so it was a really powerful conversation on both sides and i think a very open conversation which i appreciated but it did remind me of the importance and power of of feedback at any given point and sometimes that's in unstructured environments where it just comes up naturally that can be most most impactful so it gave me a lot to think about. It gave me a lot to think about for this topic today as well. Um, so definitely, you know, feedback was was my my word that I will take with me as I as I look back on the week. So with that, we have about forty five minutes today, and we have a a lot to unpack with this with this conversation around success and the way that we want to kind of go about this and want to have a dialogue. But I understand this is also a very big topic, so. Um, want to hear how you all approach this, how you think about this for yourself. But we were looking at this concept of really what does success mean? And what does it mean when you have to define what are your values and what you care about? And we talked many times, and I still go back to, you know, coin, you know, Mako's term that with the great resignation really being about the great realignment that many people went through a phase over the last couple of years of really having to acknowledge what was really important in their life, what was really important, what did success actually mean, and what do they really value, and how to live a life that was in alignment with those values. So today we want to talk about this idea, and we're going to go through a couple of different kind of areas, and of course, you know, have a have a discussion here around thinking about this idea of you know defining what your values are, defining what success is, and then thinking about key components that feed into that and areas of self-awareness that we have to all think about. And, you know, before I dive in, you know, I, I referenced that I had a conversation with my team that was very related to this. And it was very much about, it, it helped me, a reminder it, to acknowledge that, you know, one of the reasons we created this group was that we know that there's a lot of, a lot of areas that we all learn as leaders and continue to learn where there may not be conversations. There's not really a textbook. And you may deal with different leaders or managers that may or may not invest in conversations like this or invest in, you know, some of the things that are really important to leaders. And, and Mako, I saw in your, even in your, your newsletter this week, you kind of referenced a talk that you did around, you know, graduate students, things that I wish I had learned in school. Like there's a lot of concepts that just don't get talked about. And so I really value this community as an area where we can talk about the things that maybe are not being told or not being taught or not being said on this leadership journey that we're all on. So I was talking a lot about with my team about that and I'm really excited to, to, to learn from all of you in this discussion as well. So I'm gonna start with, um, I'm actually gonna read something to you all. So uh, reading time, Mako's in his sweatpants so he's gonna be you know comfortable. Um, but this idea of success, and, I, and we specifically named the room 
planting seeds for success because it is about what is the start of something and how do you cultivate it? So I'll read something really quickly and then we'll come into kind of some of the questions. So just like a seed that grows into a giant tree or flower, et cetera, it takes time to germinate and grow a seed. Don't worry if you do not do it perfectly. Taking small intentional steps each day, even if you change course, will lead to success. Start by focusing on what is inside versus outside. A tiny seed miraculously germinates under the right conditions. Success like seeds are rare and precious. There are few and precious conditions that can germinate and grow into a giant tree. Success is emergent and something that happens when several different elements or conditions link together, leading to success. Instant results are rarely experienced. Committing to the investment, staying focused, and taking powerful actions leads to the great future success. Success is tied to doing the right best thing that is going to lead to the most success in the long term. In advance, by defining these areas in advance of execution are beneficial in watering the seeds of success. And I credit Tamara put that together and she kind of wrote, wrote that down, you know, based on a lot of the research for this, this conversation today. But this, you know, the kind of core of this is really, which I love is the idea that number one, success takes time, it takes investment, it takes the right conditions. You have to be in the right place and know what you need to have that success. But also this idea that success and the definition of it starts with defining what's on the inside versus focusing purely on the outside. So I want to start by, you know, really thinking about number one, I would love to open to the room if anybody has immediate thoughts on what does it mean to define success for yourself? And we're going to go into values as our kind of first area of topic, but I would love to hear again, if anything sparked for anyone, I'm happy to pause here and open the room if there's, you know, what sparks for you just in this concept of defining success and what are the seeds of success that you have really planted as leaders. So I'll give a, a minute or two if anybody has something you want to share, and then we'll happy to continue the conversation if you all are, are thinking and processing as well. And I would just kind of add too is what would you tell yourself when you first got into leadership? You know, if you were yourself today and you were talking to yourself back then, you know, what things would you say to yourself? What would you tell yourself? And what advice would you tell yourself about, again, building success, about, you know, uh, investing in, in the inside, what's inside of you and what you really truly want? I think for me, um, if I think back to when I first went into leadership, um, and I know we've talked about vulnerability before, but I think just leaning on others, like something I wish that I had done more of early on was establish that personal board of directors. I really didn't do that intentionally until later in my leadership journey. And I just, I, I really wish that I had done that because I think that it would have helped me navigate some situations um, a little bit easier. And I know that's not directly tied to definition of success, but I think it would have helped me learn in maybe a more accelerated fashion. I appreciate you uh, bringing that up. And we actually have a, a section here, which really totally connects to what you said, you know, because when you're not, when you're not vulnerable and you're not asking for help, you know, it, you're basically probably, or many people will, uh, including myself, will operate out of a state of fear or, you know, the perception of what other people may think. So we'll spend some time talking about that today. So thank you for sharing that. 
Yeah, and I think I would add to, you know, to supporting what you just said, which is really important. And again, I'll give a shout out to Mako's newsletter because there was a lot in there about, I think, embracing this idea of, of asking for help. And I think often, you know, specifically, you know, tied to this conversation, success, you know, in, in early days, and I've definitely struggled with this. I, even now as a leader, I think there's this idea of you have to have the answers and you have to know the way and that you have to sometimes go it alone and this idea of what success looks like, which is being able to do everything. And I think it's always grappling with making sure that you are being vulnerable, you understand where you need others, you have others to lean on. And I think as we talk about even values, like that being a core value, which is like community and connection and support in various areas of your life. And you think about the personal board of directors, but also this idea that embracing that being a successful leader or being a successful fill in the blank title, functional expert, means being able to surround yourself with people that you can lean on as well and that you embrace asking for help understanding that success does not mean that you have all the answers and that you need to be able to do everything by yourself and i think that's an important lesson that you know i definitely probably would have appreciated earlier in my career which is not to push yourself so hard or you know walk that line of burnout because you're trying to prove that you can do it all which is just unrealistic for anybody to be able to do i think for me, the big one has been, and I'm, you know, I'm kind of sitting here thinking about what you're talking about here, and I'm like, oh crap! I wish this was actually around a fire with a whiskey, but like, I don't know. For me, my definition of success has completely changed. Like, I and maybe it's because you know I crossed that you know fifty fifty one mark, but it's just like, I I don't know. I mean, there's folks out there that you know, think success is about the size of their organization. I mean, and maybe that's very true at a certain point in your career, or as you have a certain level of influence, I don't know. And I'm, I've kind of gotten to the point in life where it's just like success is actually not about working anymore. Like, I don't, I, I actually don't care. Like, you know, I, you know, it's, it's, it's really, uh, for me, I, you know, success is actually like, like I was saying, like sitting around a fire, having a good conversation with some interesting people and feeling more enriched. That's actually more about success for me now than it is about, you know, leading a team to do this massive, like wonderful technology thing. Like I, I actually, I kind of don't care anymore and I know how to do it, but it's, it's not the thing that drives me anymore. It, it, it really, I, I think that what you just said is so incredibly powerful, uh, you know, and, it, and it's not really, it's not flippant. It's very deep because it takes time to understand who you are and what you really want and what, what, what's meaningful to you. I mean, you really nailed it there. And, and it may not be always in a leadership in a professional way, but we also lead our lives. It's everything we do in our lives too, that we lead. And I, and I, again, I think it's, it takes time. And you talked about, you know, hit the 50, the 50 point, 50 year point, but you know, all those years leading up to that, maybe when you were like in your twenties or you were in your thirties, you know, you didn't have these insights, right? And that's really kind of what we want to talk about today is like, how do you really find those things within yourself versus seeking things on the outside? I think that was incredibly powerful. What? Oh, go ahead, Mark. Oh, I mean, I, I was going to, no, go ahead, Steve, finish your thought. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, it's like, I, I got two kids and, you know, I've always tried to, 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 to teach them 
certain things that were not of the norm in terms of like, it's more fun to take things apart than it is to learn how things are put together and like those experiences. And I think that's sort of something that I've been thinking a lot about lately is just more about how, you know, interesting experiences kind of craft you and help keep you learning and enriching. And I'm not saying you got to do crazy things or visit Antarctica or something, but just, you know, the, the time you spend with the people and with whom you spend it with. And, you know, uh, I don't know. That's, that's, but again, everyone's at a different place. And I think that's the important thing to recognize. You know, I, I have this conversation a lot. Um, you know, people are at different places financially or in their, their, their staging of the career. You know, for me, it's just like, I wish I spent a little bit more time earlier in my career focusing on those things rather than focusing on just, Oh, I got to climb the ladder or I got to prove I'm the smartest person in the room or, you know, you, 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 you just learn. And maybe, maybe that's all part about getting older. I, I don't know, but, um, I, you know, I don't know. I just, uh, you know, Maybe it's my island life too. I'm like kind of looking forward just to like, I got this like cool drink smoker that like infuses smoke into your drink and stuff. It's really cool. I'm like, just looking forward to having good conversations around a whiskey. So, no, Marco, a, a good whiskey is always a, a good way to, to, to sit down and talk. But I think you mentioned something that makes a lot of sense. And is once you get older, you get to the point where you are right now and, you, and that's how you feel. I mean, I'm pretty sure that. 20 years ago, you had a different uh, perspective on life where you wanted to to be successful by just uh, uh, working and, and leading your team uh, and doing these type of things. I mean, in, in my mind, for me, success is being able to to help other people and answer those questions and, and be the one leading the team and, and letting, letting them find their own growth. And I'm pretty sure 10 years from now, maybe I'm going to be feeling like you are. But uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, I mean, I'm pretty sure you feel like you are right now because you have a really successful uh, resume. Uh, you have done a lot of impressive things in your life. So you are in a point in place where you economically are in a good position and you have done so many things that now you can say that, hey, I, 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 I don't want to do that anymore. So, so I think I should mention where we are in life is very important and how we feel that we are helping others as well should be pretty important on, on how we measure that success. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. And I think, you know, I, I if I look back and I, you know, I, I talk about the power of journaling a lot, like, I, you know, I look back at what I was doing 20, 30 years ago and there were seeds of the things I was doing then that actually are really important. Like, you know, uh, you know, I did a trip to Everest, for example, like, you know, the, it was, you know, something that set a lot of foundational things and changed my my belief system and a lot of things being over there for as long as I was. But like, you know, it didn't have, I'm now 30 years later, looking back at that and seeing how much that impacted me. And I didn't really realize it at the time. So I, I don't know, I, I definitely agree with what you're what you're saying that everybody's in a different position. and Everybody has different, uh, you know, needs, wants, goals and desires. And I think that's, that's something you really got to focus in on. And I would say like, I had a conversation with a few folks on my team this week, similar to that, because, you know, I was saying like one guy, uh, you know, you know, more than X technology than I will ever know. And like, that's cool. That's why I hired you. Right. You know, but like, you know, you don't have a good place for say navigating politically or making other people feel good about some, some things. And that's what we're going to work on together. So I think, you know, that type of success, being able to talk to other people through the experiences that you've had or different worldviews, different lenses like that, that's really important. And I know Mark wanted to say something earlier and I cut him off and I, I apologize. 
Yeah, that's all fine. Um, and all great points. I, I think for me, I wish I understood Maslow's hierarchy of needs sooner. And I'm not just talking about reading the text, but truly understood it. Because I can point to when I'm off balance on that pyramid of needs, that's when things start to go sideways for me, which is probably why I needed to get, like, literally get myself out of town, uh, unplug, and not think about work for a few days, right? Just to to get some of that balance back. And, and now I can, you know, better recognize what my path needs to be. So... But it's it's uh, I, I wish I truly understood it and could recognize it earlier, because then once I have those needs met, then I can focus on exactly what Steve was saying. Right. It's like, OK, now let's focus on true management, true leadership of your team and, and things like that. So that that would be one thing. And then two, the way that I try to um, plant seeds of success, if you will, I spend a lot of time visualizing Different from daydreaming, but truly visualizing of what I want to be or the type of person that I want to be or the type of leader that I want to be. And I spent I spend a lot of time in my youth doing that. Um, and it was focused on, and I will fully admit, not the best of things. Like a lot of it is the goals that I would set and that I would visualize are like based on salary. I want to make this much money by this age. I want to have this title by this age. But then that started to change to what type of happiness do I want? What type of work-life balance do I want? And that's that visualization technique, which are years out, right? It takes years to achieve those things, uh, or at least in the way that I want to achieve them. Um, Those things uh, are the ways that I try to achieve success. But I can't do that unless my my hierarchy of needs is, is truly met. I can't, or at least I can't be as successful efficient about it slash soapbox yeah no i love it because i think you know hitting on the the hierarchies of needs is such a great a great reference because it's such a powerful specific kind of visual tool even to to break down what we're talking about so if we if we talk about success right seeds for success how do you define success what we kind of wish we knew earlier you know it all comes back down when you say what do you value Right. And what do you actually need in your life? And I think, you know, to make a really appreciate your your thoughts on this. And I think even Melissa, you're you're kind of echoing and reinforcement on some of those concepts that your where you are in meeting the needs of your life are going to be different in different parts of your career. Right. And we all know that foundationally there's there's this idea that you like you need to be able to support yourself. Right. So there's there's a fundamental requirements that we all have from the the psychological and safety. And then kind of from there, there's other areas where you can have this other actualization or other areas you can focus on. I will include um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs and the resources as well. So everyone can can see that. Um, but it's the idea that that will change. And that's why it's really important we're having this conversation because as you move throughout life, you know, what you value and what success looks like to you will change. And I think it's important to, to, re- to remind everyone as well which is, you know, it's, it's awesome to hear about experiences. And I, I completely, you know, resonate with Mako's perspective on this, that life is about experiences and it's about trying new things. And when you're in your twenties, you might be trying to figure out 
a lot of what you care about and who you are by trying a lot of new things. And I think to Melissa's point, at probably a certain point in our career, we achieve a lot. And maybe we reach a specific age by which we achieve a lot that then changes how we look at the world. But I think that you don't have to go to Everest to figure out what you care about, right? That make of that, and that's amazing. And I like look at that and or hear that story, and it's like that's fantastic to have that experience. I've never been to Everest, you know, but I'm still very much on this journey, like everyone else. It, it's cold. It's cold. It's, it's, it's really cold um, and pretty intense. Um, but it's about embracing, trying new things, getting into new environments, changing scenery, um, having experiences that can inform, you know, what you actually care about. And that's where, again, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a great reference because it's also really constantly kind of checking in with yourself about how you are doing in a way to really see like, is this in alignment with me or is this something that is creating more conflict or taking away from some of those needs that I, I, I know that I value as core to, to who I am and what is important in my life. Well, Kelly, you know what I think is also important on that? And this is something that I've really started putting into practice over the last I don't know, 18, 24 months. Not only what is important, but what is pulling me away from that importance or things that are negative, like, you know, and I hate to say it like this, but like, you know, I'm trying to cut negative people out of my life. Like, you know, if I got, you know, people that are doing certain things or whatever, like, you know, I don't have time for it. Like, you know, it's just, or there's, you know, there's certain things. And I don't know if that sounds callous or not, but I just, there's just certain things I don't need. I don't need certain stuff that I used to want. Like I'm purging and throwing away a lot of stuff. I'm there's just things I don't need that kind of clutter the focus. If, if that makes sense. I think absolutely. And again, I think that's, that's twofold. Number one, I think, you know, you hear a lot and I, and I've heard a lot about this recently and different things that I'm reading about, you know, this idea that um, boundaries, it feels like boundaries has been a really big concept that I feel like has come up and maybe it's because there's more, awareness on kind of mental wellness and, and taking care of yourself and, and protecting yourself from burnout. But I, I look at it and very much that resonates with me about, you know, what do you actually, what actually matters to you? What do you say yes to? It's just as important as what you say no to, right? And that idea that you create space in your life so that the things that you value, you actually spend time on. But equally, I think, and goes all the way back to some of the things that Courtney was saying about your personal board of directors. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Are those people inspiring you? Are they helping you grow? Um, or is it a, a negative situation and not needing to accept that, not accepting that that is the way that it needs to be? And I think what you're hitting on, and I actually love it, you know, Tamara kind of included in, in a lot of our prep for this, this, this quote that reminded me, Mako, very much what of you were saying was Glendon Doyle, um, and with the lens of kind of values said, if you sit with what pisses you off and breaks your heart, that will be a big red arrow pointing you towards your purpose. And so it's this idea that if I get very practical in how do you define what you care about from a value perspective, what are the tools that you can use? So Mako, you hit journaling. Journaling is a really important tool. I, I'm a big fan of journaling. It's a really important check-in as well as kind of this area and, and ability to kind of reflect back I think this other idea is really thinking about how you are looking at those moments of frustration or anger, because there's probably something to learn from that moment. But also, I, and I've referenced, I think this before, I 
I, I used a tool with a group that I was working with and, a, and one of the executive coaches in the group where if you start to ask yourself what you really care about, what you really, what's really important to you, um, what do you deem worthy of your time? What's a priority? What's a, you know, back to what Mark was saying, what are your goals? Like, what do you really care about? What do you want to see come to life? What do you want your life to look like? How do you want to spend your time? And then go back and do a check-in. And the tool is really just take, you know, take a clock and kind of visualize that you have, you know, 24 hours in a day. And if you take out sleep, you know, and hopefully you make time for sleep, you know, you have X number of day, you know, hours in your day. And just at a, at a specific level, map out how you spend your time. Just what does it look like on an average day? And then check in with the things that you spend your time on. Do they actually align with what you say is most important to you? And it's important to not do this with a lens of judgment or resentment or anger, but just awareness and ask yourself, am I really spending my, my time on the things that I care about? And I'm going to go back to, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of ease. There might be some things in there that you just need to do right now. But if you look at where you want to go, this can be a really powerful check-in tool on how you're actually spending your time and what is truly valuable and important to you. So that when you're setting goals, and I love the idea, Mark, what you hit on about visualization, when you're visualizing your goals and where you want to be in a week, a month, a year, or multiple years, really calibrating that against where you are today, what adjustments you can or should be making for yourself to really align to what you really care about in your life and knowing that that will change. What's the five-year plan? I mean, that's what we talked about. You know, we've talked about that a lot. I think I've talked about it with Courtney, Mark. I mean, Kelly, you and I talked about, like, you know, figure out what you want to do, what you want your life to be five, 10 years out, and then kind of retroactively look at that and figure out what you need to to make the path there, right? And the path will pivot. I mean, that's the important thing, right? Like you got to like kind of take the journey. It's going to be bumpy. It's not going to be easy, but really figure out like what you want your, your day to be, your life to be. Yeah, I totally agree. And I... I would add on to that, that, you know, uh, I think, and Mark, you kind of hit on this, you know, I, I really like doing vision boards. That's kind of the visualization that I will use. And I, I, I love spending the time on it. And it's something that, you know, I, it's a, it's a great kind of zone that I get into when I get to kind of update and work on my, my vision board. But I, I learned like most people in the last two years that my vision board needed to be a lot more than a salary or a title or about work. It needed to more be about where I wanted to be in my future. What did I want things like my retirement to look like? You know, what do I want to invest in? How do I want to give back to others? How do I want to show up? How do I want to grow and be creative? And really this idea that we are much more than our jobs. And, you know, some people may decide that their job is just for a paycheck and that's great. Some people might decide that their job is about something else bigger than that. But it's really important that, you know, for myself, at least when I set out my goals, I love looking at my vision board because it now has become a much, you know, broader representation of how I perceive my life beyond a title or a job or a company or a salary. But, but I think, again, Kelly, that, I mean, for us, it's easier to say that and we have a different perspective on life because... As far as I know, everybody here has been successful on their own career uh, one way or the other. So we, we sit comfortable right now knowing that everything that we are doing is what uh, we have wanted to do. 
But uh, and then again, it's a point of view from that comfort that we have right now that many other people don't have the luxury to do that. So I, I guess in, in that in that uh, for that way of thinking, I think that we are biased to to think like we think because of the success that we have had. But I, 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 not too many people is going to share the same ideas that we have here. So I guess I'm lost right now in the idea that I wanted to transmit. But but uh, I'm just thinking that we have this point of view on success because we are comfortable on, on the success that we have had so far. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a level of comfort, but I think the concept overall still applies. And again, I think success, the idea that success is not just a title. And, and it's, yes, to your point, it's easy to say that as somebody who's had success in a career, I think there's many people here, here who have had stories where they've lost jobs or they've had, you know, hard things happen that are setbacks. And I think part of the part of the journey and what I would tell people that that feel like they haven't attained the success that maybe I've been fortunate to have is first asking, you know, what does success look like for you? What are you aspiring to do? But I always caution that, you know, chasing a title will not make you happy. And again, back to the hierarchy of needs, I love them to keep going back to that. Yes, we need to support our families in our life. We need to make money to live and we need to eat and we need to have shelter. And there's a lot of needs there. And I think there's ways that we can do that. But I also have heard many people tell me that they need to be promoted and they need to have a certain title. And I think they say that with a context of success will come to me and happiness will come to me once I have that title. And separating the need to be able to support yourself, I really believe that these conversations are important because I believe that we can be successful, we can support ourselves, but we can also make sure that our lives are not filled with just doing a job that we hate, thinking that that's what's expected of our life. And I've seen a lot of people go through that. I've been very fortunate in my career that I, I haven't had you know, many times where I've said I truly, you know, hated my job and I was really, you know, suffering in a, in a role. But I, I do think that life is too short for us to say that we're going to burn ourselves out working, you know, really long hours at a job that we hate and assume that that's just the way life is supposed to be because success says I got the title and I work at a company and I work a lot of hours, so I should just accept it. So it's challenging some of those expectations while also opening up the conversation for folks to say, you know, again, life is more than your job. And what is it that you're looking for in your life, both in what you need to take care of yourself, but know that success may mean a lot of other things that's much bigger and may sometimes even exist outside of your day job and having those conversations so that we don't rob ourselves of that. Or what I hear also, wait until retirement, like this idea that like, I'll start living once I retire. And I, I definitely live in a, in a camp of, no, we should probably actually start living today and figure out how to make sure that our lives are made up of much more than, you know, uh, clocking in and knowing that there's nothing else to it other than getting my job done. Yeah. And, and I think there's an element of life stage to, I mean, you were touching upon that, right? You know, Kelly, is that there's a, there's an element of life stage across all of this stuff but if i just focus on the leadership aspect and the dimension of life stage of that i was i mean that's part of the journey is you're learning through the, now one thing that i i think i have consciously focused on and and i don't know I, i've worked at a company now for 21 plus years the same company different divisions different segments um largely in technology and i gotta tell you for the most part, I've been really happy. And, and that has been the underlying 
component for me uh, that allows me to to keep moving forward, right? In 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 my role and and being a leader and learning, right? Is because I mean, don't tell my employer this, but you can half my paycheck as long as my basic needs are met. I'm pretty happy with it, and what I get to do, I'm I'm really fortunate. She's so, recording this. She, she, <laughs> yeah, just so no, you know, edit that part out. But you know that ha- that happiness is is what has really allowed me that that foundation of happiness has has really allowed me to uh, grow. And I think that if I were, uh, and I know that people have to do do work for a paycheck, and I I guess I've just been lucky in that. Uh, yes, I'm doing it for a paycheck, but there's just underlying sense of happiness and pride in, in the things that I do, the things that I get to experience, the people I get to work with, the, the products I get to produce. And, and that, that's what keeps me largely at this company and, and keeps me going. But I wonder though, if that's sort of the key is just that the success is defined by the happiness, right? Because at the end of the day, you know, none of these things have been particularly easy to get to a certain place like you know everybody's got challenges or setbacks or you know you know kelly said earlier you know bumps in the road and you know i mean i've had huge resets throughout you know my life and you know it's just you you kind of focus in you know it's uh i was talking to a former colleague this week and he's going through like a hell of a time you know it's like he's yes he's successful at a company but his personal life is a total train wreck and he's stuck in a in a place where he makes a great salary and he's successful, but he is like really stuck and he's got fight, you know, it's, there's financial issues. There's all sorts of other stuff going on. And would you define that as success, even though he's, you know, a very high level at a, at a major company? Like, I, I, I don't think so. So I think everyone's just got to define their own thing for success. And again, not trying to be preachy, but it's just, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a wild world. Yeah. And again, I think it's, it's important, right. You know, and, and everything that, you know, I, I know you said, and I think Melissa, what you raise is really important because I think it can be daunting or it can feel very, you know, unapproachable when someone says, well, you know, let's talk about success. And it's like, well, I'm just trying to survive, you know, I'm in a different place. And, but I think it is about acknowledging where you are knowing that there is no easy button here and that this is a, this is a, a journey that we're all on. And it changes. And I think, Mako, you have to say, there's going to be, you know, you know, turns in the road. There's going to be pivots. There's going to be things that happen that change what success looks like. And that comes through life experience. That comes through work experience. It comes through trying different things. But I, I go back and again, I, I'll, I'll credit Mako for this too. I think one of our, our early conversations that we had in these, in these clubhouses, you know, we talked about this concept of, you know, you have more control in your life than you often give yourself credit for. And that's one of the things that I talk a lot about with, you know, with my team as well is, you know, what do you really care about and what do you really want to do? What are you passionate about? And those can be questions that a lot of folks are not used to being asked. Um, They're kind of used to being assigned a job and then just go do that job and wait for the next job or make the next promotion or wait for the next role. And there's not a lot of control in that. But the reality is that you do have more control. Now, that doesn't mean, again, back to financials, it means you just quit your job tomorrow and go out and find their job. And that just sounds super easy, but it does mean, you know, if something's not working for you or you find that it doesn't, it doesn't make you happy or it doesn't align to what you've uncovered as really important in your life, then what are the things that you can start to do to make that change versus waiting for someone else to make the change for you? Because you might be waiting for a long time in that regard, depending on who you're surrounded with. So 
you know, that's also part of these, these ideas of, of talking about success and talking about values is at the core. And it goes back to that, you know, that little blurb that I kind of read at the beginning of it starts on the inside and it really starts with self-awareness and it starts with understanding who you are and what you care about. And those are, again, those are big questions quite frequently that we may or may not be comfortable always asking ourselves, but it's really important to spend the time doing that. Again, I'll go back to journaling being a great tool to start those conversations and that reflection so that we then can chart a path for ourselves and make sure that we are setting healthy boundaries that allow us to stay focused on spending the time on the things we actually care about, but also you know, having a, a five-year plan or a goal and, and making sure that we're working towards that in a way that's, again, meaningful for what, what we truly care about. Hey, Kelly, I sent you a link to a book you should add to the, the list. It's called What Should I Do With My Life by Poe Bronson. I I read that one like early 2000s or whatnot, but I thought it was a fascinating read. Like it's a really good one. Like it's all these tales of like either a successful executive who left their job and became a catfish farmer or, uh, you know, just people who've been driving trucks their whole lives. I mean, it, it, I actually thought it was a really interesting one. So I'll, I'll flip you the link and add it in. Wonderful. I will include that. And and we have several different references that we're going to include and resources that we'll include from books and podcasts to different groups um, and different things that you can leverage. And I think, again, I, I always go back to, and I think even with 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 the book, and, and I think this group, especially, I mean, I learned from everyone here a lot, is that we're all on different paths or different points in our journey, but we're all kind of continuously seeking more awareness and knowledge and asking questions and hearing from others, because again, this is this is kind of a continuous opportunity for us to learn not only what it means to be leaders, but also more about ourselves. So we're actually in our last 12 minutes, I think, of this conversation. So being cognizant of it, but I, I do want to kind of say that we're probably going to continue this as a conversation as as Tamara mentioned earlier, um, you know, which which is that when we think about this, I've really, you know, we've really spent most of this conversation talking about high-level definition for success. And we've talked a lot about this idea of values. But again, there are many other vectors to how you think about success and to get clear on what matters to you. And that can be, you know, unpacking, you know, this idea of intuition as your inner guidance system that can really be a very strong signal for what you care about, what you value and what is important to you. This idea of fear and how fear can be something that can protect you and keep you safe, but it can also hold you back as well. Uh, integrity and really being committed to your own development and what matters to you and how you show up. And there's a lot there that we can go into. And then also this idea of, you know, responsibility, but like EQ. And I hear about EQ a lot. And again, this can be very much about related to integrity, but it can be very much about this self-awareness and and a lot of the things that we do and how we show up in the world that, that can be very connected to this concept of EQ. And so there's a lot here that we could go through as well as many of the conversations on investing in yourself as a leader. But I think it's important that, you know, as we think about the starting point and as we get to the to end of this, I would love to, to kind of think about this idea that we spent a lot of time on, which is, you know, defining success for yourself, starting with your values. And 
a couple of the questions that we can all consider as we kind of, you know, think about the end of this conversation today, which is, you know, not only this idea of what is important to you and, you know, when you think about it from a belief or a behavior or a principle, the priorities that you have, the things that drive you, the things that you're really passionate about, um, but also like how do your values measure up with what is ahead of you when you think about your five-year plan or that visualization, your vision, vision board? Does your personal and professional life align with your values, right? That, that check-in. Do your values align with the company that you work for or the promotion or position that you seek? And I'll, I'll tell a quick story here, which I, I will always remember one of my early mentors that, that I highly respect told me a story about how she had two roles in front of her on paper. And one was like the really cool title, very popular, like buzzworthy title. The other one, not so much. Something that people probably would perceive as like the more mundane role, maybe not quite as interesting. But she took kind of and went back and reflected on, you know, what are the most important things to her life? And what is the most, the things that she values most? And when she reflected against each one of those jobs and compared them against her value list, she found that the really kind of more mundane, easily overlooked role was the one that most most closely aligned to what she really cared about. And so she took that role and was able to look back in hindsight and say, that was absolutely the right decision for me because it was not about what on paper might be perceived from outward about what's the most important piece for me to do or what's the most you know outwardly perceived successful role, but it's about what's going to make me feel successful in alignment with my values. So it was a really early lesson that I learned from her as well. And then what we hit on, of course, many times in this conversation and in the personal board director's concept, do you surround yourself with people whose value align with yours? And I do believe that it's important for us to surround ourselves with people who may have different perspectives from us that can help us think differently. But it goes back to, you know, what, you know, Courtney talked about, that Mako talked about, you know, look at the people that you spend the most time with, you know, what what is how are they living and how are they operating and how how do they show up in the world and if it's ultra negative you know and it's very much downer or people who have a different perspective like ask yourself what's going on there and what you're surrounding yourself with and are you surrounding yourself with people that inspire you that challenge you that invest in you and equally that you're investing in inspiring and challenging them you know are these are these you know powerful important value conversations that you're having with them or is it taking away so i'll pause there since we're getting the last couple of minutes here, would love to hear any, of course, you know, last, last kind of comments, or if you have specific areas that you would say, or questions that you use when you think about defining success or this idea of, of values and how you think about the questions that you use to really get clarity on your own values. And yet, yet Kelly, I'm going to chime in here too, because I know we uh, we didn't really even get a chance to dip into to much of this, which we will bring back to the group. But I also want to remind everybody that, you know, we do uh, we do record these sessions for Substack. So our, our audience really is to get out to new leaders as well as seasoned leaders. And then there's just so much, um, so many great uh perspectives here and knowledge and experience that we bring to the table. And, you know, for new leaders, if you think back to the time when you went into leadership, 
you know, these, this is, these are all valuable pearls that, that we're, you know, that we're, we're talking about here. And if we can kind of, when we come back and continue this conversation, think about it from that perspective as we dig in a little bit more, because again, you know, if our, if our days could learn from our years, it'd be awesome. We, we would be a completely different people, you know, but, but they don't. And so these there, and there is no instruction manual. There is, there's nothing for you. There's no guidelines. There's nothing for you to go out there and look at when you become a new leader. So kind of keeping that slant as we delve into this a little bit more will I'm sure be very helpful to newer leaders or, or leaders that are struggling with things because this is all as I think Mark you you nailed it happiness it's about happiness it's about finding joy in life you know you only have one one life to live right so finding joy in every aspect of your life that you lead and that all comes from within within it comes inside and developing what who you are what you value you know, what, what, you, what you want in life. And those are things that it takes many years sometimes for people to discover. And so that's why this is such a rich and powerful conversation that we can impart because people will listen to these recordings later. They will look at the summaries. So um, as we prepare for our future conversations, just keeping that in mind, it would be, I'm sure, very, very appreciated by people listening to it. You know, I've been kind of quiet this week, but I will say that, uh, I beyond appreciate so many of the, the great knowledge bombs that you all have been sharing this week. I've, I've been listening and sort of applying many different things that we always talk about, but especially this week to my new role. And thank you, everybody. You are just, you're amazing folks. Thank you, Chad. We appreciate that. And again, I, I, I agree with you. I feel like, you know, sometimes when we get into these bigger conversations and again, I think, these are conversations that I have found most frequently are not, not the norm that a lot of leaders don't focus on having these conversations. And that's at any level. This is not, you know, just a specific level, but I think it's important that we all remind ourselves that, you know, these are important moments for us to reflect on again, what we care about, what success looks like to us, not only as we define that for ourselves personally or professionally, but hopefully that we can all pay these things forward to our teams that we can start to have these conversations and even going back, you know, you know, to, to Courtney, we can have some vulnerability as well and really talk about the fact that we don't always have it figured out. There's no easy button. There's no easy path. Everybody has a journey. Everybody's on a different journey that it's important to start to have these conversations so that hopefully we can help our team members also embrace, embrace some of these concepts and ask themselves some of these questions as they really are, as I always think about, they are the future leaders for us. So how do we invest in them and have these conversations with them as well? Yeah. And Chad, I, I appreciate your comments. Thank you so much for that, because, you know, that's really what we built this clubhouse about was was to challenge ourselves to 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 really think outside the box, think about, you know, things in a different way. And it's all about practicing. It's all about practicing and just, again, looking at things in a different way. So thank you for your your kind words. We really appreciate it. And and again, remember that uh, there's people who are going to listen to this that are as Kelly said, you know, they, they don't know all, they don't know all the things they don't, they don't even know leadership styles, or they may not even realize that, you know, they have to start within themselves. So I'm looking forward to some really great conversation coming up. You know, and Kelly, I just want to tease something super fast, but like, I just think that people have a very um, uh, predetermined idea of what either success or what leadership means. 
And, you know, I don't know if that's baked into culture. I don't know if that's baked into, you know, the world we live in. I don't know. I, I just think, you know, it's baked in that, you know, and, you know, what was it back in the, you know, 70s, 60s, whatever, like success meant one thing, you know, it means very, something very different today. You know, I, I just think it's really interesting to see and appreciate these conversations, you know, because like, you know, we're all on our own journey here. And I think at the end, people just want to be natively happy. Totally agree. And I think you're right. And and I think for all of us, you know, again, as a takeaway is also look at what success is for you and ask yourself, where did that definition come from? Because I think you're right. I think it comes from you know, culture, it comes from society, but also comes from like our environment and our upbringing. What are we taught of what success actually means from the people that are around us or even from, you know, family members, et cetera. So it's a really, I think it's a great point, but it's also another great reminder for a tool of reflection that you can use is, and we'll talk more about the idea of even intuition. I think intuition is a powerful point of starting to understand what is your voice and what is actual, like, who are you versus what are the things that have been taught to you that are influencing you and understanding the difference between the two. So you can, again, get to a definition of success that may mean something different than what you had been taught previously. Um, and again, big topics, but that's part of the, the, you know, we've been talking about leadership styles and we've been kind of going through some more practical areas of thinking about leadership. And I always appreciate when we get into maybe these more nebulous, uh, undefined gray areas, but so powerful and so important. And I hope, that many people kind of benefit from from hearing from all of you and learning from your own experiences and how you really thought about this concept as success and value. And so I know we're at time now. I know we're going to close out and Tamara will close us out with a, a quote. I will let everyone know we're going to be posting some polls on LinkedIn. Um, number one, we're considering a name change for our group. So we'll see how, you know, get more, more to come there. Um, but we're also likely going to start to kick off a series that will be going on where we really want to bring in different leaders and interview them and really hear about their leadership journey. And so and we'll likely be coming to many folks in here since everybody here has, you know, very interesting, we all have interesting journeys that we can share, but we'll bring in some guest speakers as well and looking forward to kind of doing more of an interview style conversation around leadership career journeys and, and lessons that come out from those discussions. So with that, I'll pass it to Tamara to close us out. Great. Thank you. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, give you uh, uh, several quotes here because I just to kind of, as we prepare for next time to be thinking about number one is character is what you are in the dark. And that's by Dwight Moody. And um, the only lifetime that we have to live is in each passi passing moment. Once it's gone, that moment is gone. That's by John Kabat-Zinn. And then um, when values, thoughts, feelings, and actions are in alignment, a person becomes focused and character is strengthened by Jan John Maxwell. And I'll leave you on when you live aligned with your values, magic happens. So wishing you guys a great week. Go out there and lead and do something new and find your happiness. And we look forward to having you back next week. Thank you, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Bye. See ya.